Okay, ready? Ready, 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 ready? There we go. Welcome back to Redefine Your Finances. My name is Christian Axelson, and today we're joined by our dear friend, uh, Pastor Craig Hood. Uh, we're talking about uh, some of the topics in his book, From Debt to Life, because what we want for you guys listening is to not be burdened and um, imprisoned by debt that you don't feel like you can ever get away from. We want you to live lives of freedom. And today we're going to nerd out a little bit. Uh, just just heads up, it's going to get a little technical. Uh, but these are important concepts that we need to understand to um, move towards financial freedom. And today we're going to talk about credit scores and how to improve your credit scores. And... Um, I just want to share my personal story here. When I came from Denmark, um, I remember having never had a credit card. I was in, in my mid-20s at that point, and I didn't want a credit card because I had heard so, so many negative things about credit card debt, and I thought, I don't ever want to get there. And then I realized that when you live in America, uh, you kind of need some tool like a credit card to build credit. Pastor Craig, can you help us understand what in the world does that mean? No, which part? Credit? Yeah. Why, why do I need to build credit? And what is yeah. my credit score? Yeah. Okay, well, let's start with building credit. The reason to build credit is to be trustworthy to a lender. Yeah. So when you need to borrow money, maybe yep. it's for a car, maybe it's for a house, or maybe it's just to get an apartment yep. because they're going to check your credit, Okay. even just to rent an apartment. So you want to be known as someone who's trustworthy to repay a debt. It is the term credit worthiness actually used a lot in this oh, in man. this context. Yeah, that is that is the key word. So it's basically others looking at you going, "Will this person pay me back? Will this person live up to uh, whatever they sign up to in this loan or contract or whatever it might be?" And the whole credit score thing is only a little over twenty years old, really. Wow! It's because the, when the internet really came, you know came into being, it was being used for everything. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, lenders could start watching how you spend, and they have, they created these scoring models. I'll tell you about that in a second. Yeah. And they put them online so that, you know, places like Best Buy and, yeah. you know, uh, ShopBop and whoever, they could issue these credit cards because they were looking at your score. You didn't even know they were looking at your score. Their, your score was a predictor of how likely you would be to repay a debt. So they could issue credit on the spot. That's awesome. I'd like to go about this, uh, just start by, by if you could help us define or kind of describe two different worlds. Uh, I know that, that credit scores can go as high as, I believe it's 850, uh, and I think the low one's in the four 500. So uh, describe to our listeners, what does your world look like related to this if you've got a very low credit score? There are actually three companies in the marketplace that do the studies and create a score. Yep. TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. Yep. Okay. They're basically competitors, and yet they tend to be, in some ways, a lot of lenders will look at all three. Okay. Yep. So, bottom line, they're all going to issue a score based on your spending patterns, yep. based on your paying down debt patterns. So, remember, it's all interconnected with computer technology, the internet, et cetera, et cetera. But why is that relevant for me? Let, let's say uh, I it's time to buy a house, okay. and I've got a credit score that's low, uh, let's just say in the low 600s. Mm -hmm. why, why does that matter at that point? When your credit score is low and a lender wants to loan you money, they yep. will charge you more in interest. If they oh. charge you more in interest, you're going to pay more each month. 
Like, let's say you and I. Let's say yeah. I've got a score of, let's say, 830, and you got a score of, let's make a number up, 610. 600, 610. Okay. Oh, that All was right. a bad one. I was hoping for 630, <laughs> but 610 it is. And that's one that's Oof. pretty common. That's yep. actually quite common. Okay. But here's what's going to happen is I'll go and I'll get my, my loan for that yep. house, yep. and I'll wind up with maybe one, maybe one and a half percent lower interest rate than you. Just wow. because of my credit score. So this could mean hundreds of dollars difference in my monthly payment Absolutely. on something like Absolutely. a mortgage. It also happens on your insurance payments. So if you're insuring your house or insuring your car, if you have low credit, yeah. they assume there's, there's again, this is all about them assessing risk. The likelihood yeah. of risk means the likelihood for them of losing money. So they still want to get your money. They still want to get your business. They just don't want to get in trouble. So they're going to charge you more, and they still hope you don't default, but they'll charge you more just because you're more of a risk. But, Pastor Craig, some of our listeners might sit there and think, Psh, that's not a big problem because I've seen all of these commercials on TV and online that says, we don't care about your credit score. We'll give you a loan for your car anyway. Uh, isn't that just as fine? Well, again, you're going to be paying a lot more in interest. I guarantee if they don't look at your credit score, oh. interest is going to probably be three times higher. And, so, and I'm not making that number up. So then you end up spending a lot more money right, every month. because you are more of a risk. When your credit score is high... The way the credit scores are built are based on your past behaviors. Mm. The higher the score, the longer the history they have of looking at how you pay off debt according to your agreements. So since we've defined today that my credit score is 610, which <laughs> that, that, that hurts, but how, how do I get my credit score uh, closer to something like 830? Yeah. How do I do that? How okay. do I build my credit? Yeah. And There's my credit five score? big ways to do it. The most okay. important is pay all your bills on time. Okay. That accounts for the greatest majority. The second is to not borrow too much. And what they look for is not just the total amount, but the total amount you could borrow. Yep. So let's say you have a credit card and it's got a $10,000 limit. Yeah. Well, you may only have $1,000 borrowed on it, but to the bank, they assume you could borrow 10. Yeah. So you are more at risk just because you had a 10. Yeah. Or you, just because you had that amount. I've heard that there's this percentage that you shouldn't go yeah. over in your uh -huh. monthly spend, and I believe it's 31%. 30 is, it's right around 30%. Yeah. Now, some with some lenders, it might be as high as 50. But here's what a lot of people don't realize. If, let's say, go back to your $10,000 yeah. credit card. Let's say you borrow $6,000 on it every month, but pay it off every month. Yeah. So you don't actually pay any interest. But in the way the credit scoring models work, when they check your credit, because remember, this is all yep. done by computers. Yep. If it's during that time when you still owed six, even though you weren't late, in their mind, you borrowed 60% of your credit. Wow. Limit. Okay. So that can hurt you too. Yeah. What are other ways to, to build my credit? Well, building your credit just means have some credit, yep. like on a credit card. Yep. Another one that's really important, it's surprising, is to have uh, the secured debt. We talked about that in a previous yep. episode. Yep. Yep. When you have secured debt that you've been paying on on a regular basis, mm -hmm. so you're actually paying down a, an outstanding balance on, like, say, a house or a car, that actually helps your credit score. Even though you have credit, or excuse me, even though you have debt, yeah. the fact that you're proving you are trustworthy It's tied your to score. an asset. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Believe it or not. Yeah, our producer, uh, Jeremy Garza, mentioned in between takes that um, he had seen examples of how some people 
um, hadn't gotten a credit card early enough. And isn't that because one of the measurements for your credit score is the age of your credit, uh, how long you have been building credit? You want to have you want to have some. It sounds crazy. You want to have some credit cards that you've had for twenty years. Wow, that's that's where the scoring models tip in your favor. In fact, even people with great scores, like I have a great score, but one of the things they'll mention is the length of time for credit history because I've paid all my debts off in the past. Yeah. So the only current debt I would have would be more recent credit card debt. And I don't have, I have one card, and you'll laugh. I have one card that I've owned for over 20 years. Wow. That I put a tank of gas on it every year and then I pay it off and I stick it back in the. And that's a really good example. I have one. Because a couple of episodes ago, we talked about what if I have a lot of credit card debt. Um, I, I know that some people, when, when they start taking those healthy steps towards paying down their debt, they want to close down their credit cards. Don't do it. And why not? Because is here's what happens. The scoring model is also built on it's a percentage of your total available. Okay? Yeah. So if you had, let's say you had five cards and each one of them had $10,000 limits. Yeah. And, and let's say you had... $5,000 on one card and the others had nothing. In the way this credit scoring model would look, you might owe 5000 on 50000 total. If you were to close down, let's say, three of those cards, now you're using 5000 of the 20000 So it looks like you're at greater risk. There's no advantage whatsoever to closing a card when it's down to zero. Yeah. Just don't use it. And we know it's such a big challenge for so many um, in, in, in our nation to um, handle credit cards in a wise way. And, and, and there are some great financial advices like uh, Dave Ramsey that, that advises to completely uh, avoid using any credit cards. Um, I think what, what we're talking about is if you want to use a credit card to build credit history and to build up your credit score, do it with, with wisdom. Uh, do it with measurement and 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 use that three day rule that we talked about. Um, see if you can wait three days to buy what you want to buy today. Yeah, I I think I like Dave Ramsey. I enjoy listening to him, but I don't think credit card is. Uh, I think credit card debt is terrible. Okay, because yeah. of the interest payments. But I use credit cards all the time, and I think credit cards are healthy for things like security. When I'm traveling, I don't want to have to carry cash, a lot of cash. Yeah, I think they're great. With if you get a credit card that has the warranty protection, so my cards have a warranty protection yeah. that doubles the manufacturer's warranty up to a year. Wow. I have gotten several thousand dollars over the years of electronic gear that was outside the warranty with the manufacturer, but within the warranty that 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 extra security provided. I've gotten them paid back. I've gotten batteries for my computers. I actually got one computer. I've gotten three cell phones, all because of that extra protection. The, it, it's a, such a good point. Uh, oh, credit, hey, one more thing. Yeah. And it helps me at tax time because I use my cards. Like I have one card just for business. Oh, yeah. And I keep it just there. I have another card just for travel. So, again, I use it in my record keeping. So so I think it's, it's, it's fair to say uh, a credit card is a financial tool. And if used in the right way then it's a great tool. Uh, we're building on these uh, foundational blocks in, 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 in these episodes. We, we've already defined that one of the key measures that you have to live by is you have to spend a little bit less or a lot less than what you take in. If you do that over a long time, you build wealth. You build the ability to have financial freedom. And the same goes with the credit card. The, 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 the difficult part for so many people, and I can relate to that, it's so easy to swipe mm -hmm. or these days to, to you know click a button like yeah. 
um, whatever you use uh, in terms of technology, but it's it's knowing how much you you take in and knowing how much you spend and being disciplined in not spending more than what you take in. And if you use a credit card in that um, context as part of your tool to build wealth over time, it's a great tool. This is about wisdom. Yeah. You see, the marketers want you to spend money, so they better make it easy. And that's why we have tap to pay. Not <laughs> It's not just the chip anymore. It's tap to pay because it's so easy, yeah, yeah. so fast, and they're trying to get you to make an impulse buy. So as long as you think, as long as you're wise, don't be so afraid of it. That's great advice. This is doable, um, and we believe in you, and we want to just remind you that for more resources, go to our website, calvinapleville.org forward slash finances at calvinapleville.org forward slash finances. We are so excited that you're still with us on this journey. Uh, We believe that your calling and what you're made for is freedom, and that includes financial freedom. Join us next time where we will talk about the importance of time, because time is on your side when you're handling your finances God's way.